0: Hello listeners and welcome to the special Christmas edition of the Offshore Wind Podcast for 2022. My name is Stuart Mullen, I'm the Chief Operating Officer at the Global Wind Energy Council and I'm here at the desk as always by Mr David Lenty from Siemens Gamesia Renewable Energy. David, it's we've made it through another year. Welcome to the Christmas special.
1: In, indeed we have, Stuart. And as always, uh, S- S- Mullen Road Studios here is looking stunning. I see the Christmas <laughs> decorations left, right, and center. And yeah, can you ask for much more than that at the end of the year, cold S- December day in Denmark?
0: Yeah, so it wouldn't be a Christmas special. And our listeners have come to expect it now with the honorary beer opening for uh, 2022 two yeah, I, yeah I, I'm, right, th- I'm thinking 2023 already so I'm, I'm there already you've always been a planner so yeah, yeah, yeah let's get really. that so, on so like. let's do let's do I'm the ready. uh the opening and it's not a, it's uh, actually a, a corked beer this year so mm-hmm. for something different just for mm-hmm. the beer enthusiasts and uh yeah. we can s- explain a little bit about the beer as we go but hang on let's
1: uh, here we go yeah let's go oh wonderful you're a man
0: of many talents. Yeah, really, really. And uh this apparently this beer is from the Netherlands, so this is you know like the uh the Dutch uh the Dutch beers are pouring.
1: Let's uh, get to, let's get the effects re- here. We'll bring it over to mine just a touch.
0: Well.
1: Let's go for the sound effects. Yeah, let's uh, So listeners, just so you know, we have a very relatively close studio setup here. It's not that far across, literally across the desk from Stuart to me, but uh we are not professionals. However, we, we try and do a pretty good job. Let's go for this one.
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go. The sound, nothing nothing sounds better than a pouring beer. Or yeah. well,
1: drinking it. Let's hear how that sounds. Yeah, well, so, yeah, hey, Stuart, yeah, here's che- to you.
0: Cheers to, to uh 2022. Good luck for 2023.
1: Same to you as always. Thank you very much.
0: So let's uh, let's get on with the show after so much uh, frivolity. A good way to start the show, and uh, I mean, we entertain ourselves if no one else. So we have probably Jeez. lost. The the, the thousand <laughs> listeners that those. actually re- turn into the show are, are probably listening to this at one point five speed. Um, so yeah, please feel free to sp- speed up through that part. But I mean, twenty. This is this is a bit of yeah. fun. This is a chance to have a look back at the the right. year that was. And right. um, so first of all. From yeah. a siemens Scamishia perspective, I mean, we, we've got a whole lot of stuff to unpack over the yeah. course of years. Been highs and lows. You've done some really right. innovative right. stuff. You've done yeah. some. You've been challenged on the finances. Uh, how, how's the mood in the company and uh, and in, in offshore in general, and how are um, things going?
1: Yeah, from from my perspective, and I think for for some of us, it, you know, different parts of the industry, it's always interesting because we at seems gamesa operate on us a fiscal year which starts in october and ends in september whereas you know, the rest of the love life runs on a calendar year from January to December. So I'm always trying to balance the the discussions about what we've done last year for me. Right. But looking at a calendar year perspective, um, yeah, trying to remember some of the, the highs and lows. From from highlights, we certainly can remember the, the different orders we have, the different announcements we have. Um one of the things that, that really stands out to me from an offshore perspective is from highlights the September 2022, where we set the world's record for most energy produced within a 24-hour period. Yeah. That was 359 megawatt hours. uh, What the the hell does that mean? I mean, tell tell my mom that
0: you've been produced 359 megawatt hours. What
1: what the hell does that mean? That's right. So basically, Stuart, you can tell... My mom, Elizabeth, Mullen. Elizabeth Mullins. Yes, yeah. my, my one of my favorite Mullins. <laughs> um, that this is the equivalent of providing enough electricity to run an electric vehicle for for 1.8 million kilometers. Wow! One machine, one one 24 hour period, 1.8 million kilometers. Okay, that's so. a lot of kilometers for electric vehicles. For Correct. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Easy to understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so technology side, that that's you know one of the big things. We also like just a couple hundred meters from that machine, which is a, a 14 megawatt uh, sg 14-222 dd so a 14 megawatt machine, 222-meter rotor, direct drive, Just a few hundred meters from there, we've set up the next prototype, which is the 14-megawatt machine with a 236-meter rotor. We still have a little bit of installation to do right now at the date of this recording. By the time this comes out, uh, ideally, we'll be further, some 115-meter blades going up there, uh, first power expected very soon. So that is also a big highlight for everyone on on that regard.
0: Fantastic. Uh, And actually, I, I made this comment on LinkedIn, in um during the year is that i i love when you see these big you know like the these sceneries yeah. first of all i actually think that we talk like about turbines like car enthusiasts we talk do. about yeah. hey you know man i look under the road it's got a you know yeah. i don't know I don't about cars but like you know whatever the engine type and we talk we talk about boilerplate and uh blade uh, sides uh, and and uh you know, nacelle uh, weights or, you know, mast head or tip heights and tip speeds. Tower and all that is, Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, and this is why, why we are not
1: engineers. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, we, we, Like we know what we're talking about. Um, but we, I, I, I really love these... Um, panorama shots where you see you know like this particularly for the offshore turbines you know like they take up the whole road that that, this is Mm -hmm. and you know the the just the logistics of getting Mm -hmm. a prototype turbine up you know these things aren't designed for road transport and you know i just love these things and every time i see this i just think of all of the millions of hours of r&d yeah all of the, you know, like the blood, sweat, and tears of an mm-hmm. entire organization. Yeah, the yeah. salespeople that have, you know, have to, you know, sell off spec. The, you know, and mm-hmm, the the mm-hmm. customers that have to, it choose to buy this. I mean, mm-hmm. it, there's, there's something that kind of unites the entire industry. Yeah, but, it but it, it actually, I think last time I saw a, a turbine in that, I, I actually made the comment transportation that, or yeah, or in transportation yeah, or installation in, in transportation, like just at that a turbine being. Uh, transported yeah. up to a, a test turbine being transported up i think it was just one of those things where you just think it's really great but i mean ha, you know we just installed something a year and a half ago what mm-hmm. happened to all of, wh- where's the volume to, that can sustain all Correct. of that turbine where's yeah. the volume that's going to sustain yeah. this type yeah. of turbine when's the next turbine coming yeah. up when's that where's the volume and so you know and i look at you guys and think about how do you amateurize all your investment you know on such few unit sales when you know now you've got uh you know like well, fourteen megawatt uh, uh, turbine that, yeah. that you know needs one hundred units needs one point four gigawatts to uh, amateurize on a year-on-year basis yeah. in different markets. So just yeah, uh, it, it's a, it's a feat of engineering, but it also shows you how much work there is to be done in driving scale and getting
1: some projects on the ground. Correct, correct, and and so I guess that could also lead. If I should keep the keep the mic here, uh, lead into some of the the you know downsides or lowlights of us for for the for the past year, and that is the extremely critical financial situation that the offshore wind industry from the OEM side is in at the moment, and it's it's not just Siemens Gamesa that's you know struggling financially, but it's also Vestas, it's also GE, and in that regards, we as colleagues. Are very concerned about what we are seeing now. So this, the, the the losses that are we are all incurring is not beneficial for anybody. So how do we get about it? How do we ensure this turnaround for everyone's benefit? We're facing problems, uh, you know, supply chain bottlenecks about costs, about uh, safety, where we know we have to be absolutely spot on when it comes to safety. We can't afford anyone to get injured. No. Uh, most most importantly, from a from a moral and an individual standpoint, but also, of course, from a financial standpoint, we we no one wants this whatsoever. So so the keys of really you know implementing turnaround programs and getting all of us to be profitable is a core 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 activity for everybody in the industry.
0: Right, but are are there still projects left in the market? I mean, isn't the market in offshore kind of sold out till 20, I mean, aren't we sort of short of projects at the moment? Is it 2025, 2026?
1: 25 25 and onwards is what we're looking at now. Yeah, right. So, uh,
0: I mean, so we know what, 23 is going to be like we know Correct. what 24 is going to be like Correct. unless unless that there's some sort of like Hail Mary pass from a government that we mm-hmm. don't know that is has really taken this acceleration to heart and say okay we're going to channel ahead now or charge ahead and you know try to really get something over the line maybe some of these open door policies could leave the, or open door projects, projects could lead yeah, the way yeah. to uh, um, some I guess some developers taking charge here and go we're going to install this year we're going to create more volume uh-huh. this year
1: well one of one of the things that we know we can do is is find different ways revenue sources so can you improve your your annual energy production for your customers can can you sell that in a different way can we look at how do we handle the indexing of the prices because we've purchased uh where we have bookings to purchase raw materials at certain prices and and inflation's affecting all of us across the industry so can we renegotiate things can we you know uh, reopen existing agreements for certain components, certain elements, certain plans already now to allow us, all of us to benefit in the future. Yeah, Super, super challenging right now for, for everyone.
0: Yeah. But I mean, you know, the, again, this is the, you're right. It's an industry problem. It's an industry mm-hmm. challenge. And, you know, together we need to, to solve this. Correct. I mean, you know, I've heard I've heard uh, many of the developers as well. I, I heard Matt Snipper on radio yeah. uh,
1: recently from from Orsted, the CEO of Orsted.
0: Yeah, he was talking about, um, you know, price shouldn't necessarily be the only component mm-hmm. here. Uh, that you know there are other things that uh, we need to take into consideration as an industry. It's sort of things like environmental impact, where we can look at the, and I think actually Orsted signed some deal with the. Uh, 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 environmental font Mm. uh as well where they agree to work together and to provide not just the uh artificial reefs that naturally occur when you install offshore wind parks but also maybe some adjacent areas where they can do more to and and so i just love the fact that as an industry we're taking our stewardship of the Mm. ocean to the you know to making sure that we're doing things right you know it's not just about getting the energy it's about being the best corporate citizen,
1: it's yeah. about all the stuff that the fossil fuel industry probably didn't do. Uh, yeah, that's that's true, and what we can do and how we can do better is absolutely crucial. So, tell me a little bit, maybe about the GWEC Year in Review: some highs and lows. Yeah, well, I guess
0: um, the the highest of highs had to be at uh, COP twenty. 20- 7 uh this year where we went to Egypt and we worked with the Danish government and irena to launch the Global Offshore Wind Alliance so uh, mm-hmm. so when i talk about Gwick i'm talking about the offshore arm of the offshore work of GWIC at the moment so uh, I mean my colleague Rebecca Williams who heads up the offshore industry uh, offshore part of GWIC she's worked tirelessly throughout Mm -hmm. the course of the year Um, and so we have launched the uh, Global Offshore Wind Alliance and we did that with uh, I think it was 10 countries originally and we're now up to 12 and this is uh, where countries like Belgium, Colombia, Germany, Ireland, Japan, the Netherlands, Norway, UK, uh, got on board straight away mm-hmm. together with Denmark and uh, also convened by Arena and Gwic, and then also Australia and Portugal uh, joined the joined the queue as well. And, and yes, David, you, you, I, I know that I have to get Australia in at every single podcast.
1: And and wait, wait, run that back, Stuart, for a second, because. <laughs>
0: Uh, is is this the Australian mention? Do we have a
1: look at that, that? Is now the fanfare for every time Stuart mentions Australia on the Offshore Wind Podcast? Wow,
0: well, you better get that uh, fanfare ready because there's a lot of stuff happening in uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a one-off. Australia.
1: It's, it's uh, a one off. One once per
0: episode. So I've G- prepared that for G- you. Surprise. Well, yeah, I mean it's oh. good to see you doing prep work. I hope we own the licensing <laughs> for it as well. But uh duty
1: free. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um.
0: So, yeah. So we actually met with. Uh, the Australian Energy Minister. So Australia mm-hmm. had a change of government in the uh, over the course of the last year, and it's fair to say we have a lot more. Uh, our new government back home has a lot more uh, focus on the environment and doing things right. I mean, they've uh, just recently they capped uh, coal pricing and they capped gas pricing, and they said that you know, like the Prime Minister was doubling down, saying that we need Australia needs to own more of its own renewable energy, and they're Uh, uptake of offshore wind is definitely uh, providing that but we met with chris bowen or the team met with chris bowen i actually chris bowen was there the energy minister he was there in week two i was at uh, in egypt for week one so unfortunately our paths uh you know we we crossed in in midair i guess uh somewhere along the way Mm. um but he actually uh signed australia up to the global offshore wind alliance during cop which was a, a fantastic achievement i mean we've got some yeah, oh, really great stuff mm. happening of, mm. uh, in that space. Um, also, one of the other things I, I think we should talk about is you know we've kind of bookended the year. We started the year with the mm. U.S. auctions and we finished with the floating offshore. So we started on the east coast of the U.S. and we finished on the west coast of the U.S. What a what a year! I mean, in the um, in February, the U.S. government, uh, what well, Boehm, I guess they uh, got four point three seven billion from leasing areas yeah. um and you know rwe paid 1.1 1. 1 billion for their leasing area yeah. and now um bohem again have uh,
1: just recently awarded the offshore yeah. in california the floating offshore in california yeah, yeah for 750
0: million i mean in u.s dollars uh, yeah yeah, yeah. In floating offshore wind, I mean, the technology, yeah. um, You know, we, we're still waiting to see the scale, but Correct. stuff like this really drives, uh, gives an opportunity to drive scale. And yeah. the players, you know, RWE, CIP, yeah. uh, through the California North floating, um, yeah. Equinor uh, winds. Um, yeah. oh, so RWE and CIP, they have mm. the Humboldt area, which is sort of like the north um, above San yeah. Francisco, and then the Morro Bay area yeah. Yeah. Uh, below Uh, between San Francisco and LA we've got Equinor Ocean Winds and Invenergy so we've got many of the same players that won on the the, on the east coast uh, early on in the in partnerships like in the east coast they pretty much form partnerships they seem to be either doing it alone or sort of branching out on their own Um, and so also we have to give a big shout out to to Yuta and um, who uh, from RWE that got on the podcast earlier this year uh, and won a, a big award, and um, also f- to Michael Hannibal, who's the co-chair of the Australian <laughs> Offshore Working Group with me, uh, uh, who his, his team at CIP won. But and also, congratulations to the other um, yeah. Gweek members, Equinor, Ocean Winds, and in, Invenergy that are uh, also helped drive this industry forward. It's really fantastic to
1: yeah. see. Yeah, looking looking forward to that. Also, shout out to all of them and thanks. Uh, again for for your support also and by the way if you need some turbines all of you listening give us a call siemensgamesa.com
0: look anyway let's let's cheers for the year that was david and uh yeah there you go and uh thank you very much for a great uh 2022 Uh, and thank you all out there uh, for listening um it really is great to know that what david and i do on a on a uh, regular basis actually resonates with the industry and helps drive the industry forward and, and some of you know, we can put some of the things we have a bit of fun along the way but yeah. uh, we can talk about some of the issues affecting the the offshore wind industry and hopefully
1: drive a bit of a conversation as always listeners you can find us on apple podcasts amazon music spotify or wherever you find your favorite podcasts and remember to subscribe rate and and uh, give us a love, and if you and comment, and if you, uh,
0: of course, if you love the show, please do that. If you hate the show, David's always uh, open for some constructive feedback.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much, Stuart.
0: And have a great uh, holiday series, uh, series the the have a great holiday period, everyone, and happy new year from me and the Global Wind Energy Council
1: team. If you are working, uh, please please stay safe during this time. We know not everyone has uh, the the time off at the end of December. If you are, uh, thanks for keeping the lights on. Thanks for everything you do. Stay safe. We'll talk to you in the new year. Good one! What a great way to finish. See ya.